All right. Anyway, moving are we on. ready? Yep. We're are ready. We set. Uh-huh. Let's do it. Welcome back to the watch list with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit that subscribe <laughs> button where I'm coughing during the I, I intro. Can that fucking out, dude. Come on. <laughs> Ow, you, you didn't have me. to stop it all. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going back to the old days of radio when we're all yeah, on the same channel. This is live shit, man. If it was, I'd be hitting that cough button. Oh, my God. Well, welcome back again to The Watch List with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you pick up your podcasts. <sighs> Go to www.thewatchlistpod.com to pick up on all of our back episodes and engage with us on social media. Add symbol The Watch List Pod. Add symbol Pirate Alice. Add symbol Bill Ivory Larson. And if you listen to us on Apple, pretty please with sugar on top. Feed the algorithm gods and give us a five-star review. We would absolutely appreciate that. Yes, we would. <sighs> I forgot that you can edit out different tracks <laughs> now. I mean, I can now. silence my shit, man. I do it all the time. Do you have well, any... I didn't realize how often I <clears throat> and <clears throat> throughout a, a show. So that's all gone. Oh, my God. And people, believe me when I tell you, when you go to school for radio, you you realize the different ticks and or or they should teach you the different ticks that you have and the different things about your speech and the the way that people speak so that you can iron that out so that your speech is more Cleaned good. Up. Yeah. <laughs> More good. Yes, exactly. More good. Yes. It's more good. So any So I have got three things this week and I am excited. I have three and then my Korean show. Okay. So okay. I and I and I'm gonna go on record today. Mm-hmm. I am going on record to say each and every one of these things is an absolute must watch. My three things I, to me I'm are an absolute be- must watch. I would agree. I I definitely am recommending each of these. All right. So yes. why don't you kick us yeah. off this week then? All right. So all right. So the first thing I've got is on Apple TV Plus. And I discovered this the week that Dwight had canceled our Apple TV Plus. So this was the last <laughs> full week before the whole subscription expired. It was a it was brand new. It's called Invasion. And oh, I had yeah. seen some yeah, I had seen some ads here and there on somewhere. I don't know if it was just the interwebs or Facebook or an actual ad on the TV. Not entirely sure. Um and as I'm watching the th- three episodes they offered me, I'm like, oh fuck. I I need we need to keep Apple TV Plus. Right. So I can keep watching this. Oh, it's such a good show. It is such a good show. It's there is nobody I recognize in this series at all. Like, and there's nobody that's like a big name except for Sam Neill. And I'm not entirely sure we've seen him yet. Yet in this show. Um, so invasion it is exactly what the name makes it sound like it's aliens invading earth and but nobody seems to know what's going on 
Like mm. one morning, the kids are all at school, and then suddenly everybody starts getting a nosebleed. All the kids do. Okay. Except for one kid who gets like this crushing headache, a crushing, crippling headache. He's the only one who didn't get a nosebleed. Okay. And then at night, I want to say it's, it's that same day at night, all the houses in this kid's neighborhood are, it's like like a tornado went through, but it's not like that. It's just like smash and crash and loud boom. And the, how, the, the one family of the kid who had this crushing headache, their house seems to be okay. There's maybe some broken windows. Everybody else's house looks like it's been hit by that tornado. Mm-hmm. And all the neighbor, everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, my God. And then for some reason, everybody starts fleeing the neighborhood. And that, that but they are suspecting this family, like, like, what the hell? Why is your house okay? And then the boy starts screaming because something's going on in his head. But n- nobody knows. We don't know. And then they they also have a storyline of soldiers in Afghanistan and weird shit that's going on over there with some okay. big tornado thing and our guy gets caught up in a tornado and that was crazy. And then there's a storyline in Japan with their version of NASA and they've got they they launch some astronauts to a space station and something happens to the space station where it's like blown up kind of, but they don't know what's going on and they're investigating what happened there. And then in the UK, there's some kids on a bus going on some trip and some weird shit happens and the bus falls into this big crater and their teacher dies. But of course their kids and kids fight amongst each other and the bully and the whatever. So there's that going on. There's a whole lot of shit happening around the world, which I think is great. We get to see all this stuff happening at the same time around the world. We have not yet seen aliens and there's four episodes so far. How many episodes will there be? There's going to be 10. Ooh. It's airing now. Like it started on October 22nd. And the final episode is on December the 10th. Wow. Two days before my birthday. What? So cool. That's yeah. So see, this that's is what really appealed. Good. That's what appealed to me. Like an invasion, but from different points of view all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's and of course, you know, you've got the family. And there's family drama. There's still the personal drama going on. Right. While this bigger what the fuck in the world is going on. You know, there's still the kid dynamics of the bully and the the bullied kid and all these other, you know, and they're all trying to fight. It's like Lord of the Flies trying to figure out who's in charge of the kids because the adult is crushed in the bus. The only adult that was with them. And they're fighting over, should we climb out of this hole or not? Where I'm like, well, yeah, those who can climb out of the hole should climb out of the hole because none of your cell phones get a signal. At least send one guy up to try and get a signal. I mean, Jesus, what the fuck, you know? Why are you waiting in this hole? But they're children, <laughs> Patty. Yeah, yeah. They're they're like, I want to say they're like preteen, maybe junior high age. See, yeah. they they're a little bit older, yet. not little teeny tiny kids. They're they're 
they're old enough to know better. And they're working not. from a script. Be kind. <laughs> yeah, but, but the bully is that much of a bully that all the other kids are listening to him. Where I'm like, the fuck? There's, uh, what? Uh, anyway. And by yeah, the way, and- people, if you read Lord of the Flies, that is a fucked up book. But it's oh. good. It's yeah. good. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. endorsement and, for literature. Yeah. Yes. And the Japanese storyline is, is really good as well. And that is that they speak in Japanese with the subtitles for that part of the story. Hmm. Um, otherwise, it's an Engl- It's all in English. Um, so, yeah, it's a great show. The only name that I recognize is Sam Neill. I don't recognize any of these other people, which is cool because I feel like I get into it more if it's not these stars being stars. Right. You know? Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And we have said that a few times on our show that I feel more immersed or I when I remember movies growing up, if I mm-hmm. hadn't seen somebody before, that movie made a far better impression on me. Unless yeah. it was like a Schwarzenegger or a Bruce Willis or somebody like that. Yeah. Then I could be like, okay, they're they're switching back and forth. Yeah. But if I'm watching something new, I want to see new people. Yeah. All right. And I take it back. We have seen Sam Neill. He's in the very first episode. Uh, he's a small town sheriff the day he's retiring when shit goes down. Of course. Of course he's getting it too, does. He's getting too <sighs> old for this shit. Okay. Exactly. Uh, and they haven't gone back to his storyline, which is why I totally totally forgot that we had seen him duh all right so yes invasion apple tv plus yes this is one that i would sign up for apple tv plus which i did just to watch wow yeah cool all right renewed the subscription because i have to watch this through the end i'm sorry i do so the first thing that i have to talk about is our dogs and I, I say that because it's a ramp up to the story. Okay. I'm like, there's a movie called Our Dogs. I have no, there's not. No. <laughs> You're like, wait, no. is he talking about his dogs? Our I'm talking dogs? about my dogs. Okay. All right, so, your dogs. Yes. What about your dogs? So, and, and a cup of coffee. Now, mm-hmm. earlier in the day at about two o'clock, Bill, who has, who has not had a cup of coffee in days and days and days, went to Dunkin' Donuts. Not an endorsement, mm-hmm. but absolutely begging for a sponsorship, Dunkin' yeah, Donuts. Yes. yes. And I got myself a latte with an extra shot of espresso, as okay. I do, because I think mm-hmm. the extra shot balances out the sweet of the coffee and it makes it really yummy for me. Again, mm-hmm. looking for a sponsorship, begging. You hear us, Dunkin'? Okay. Mm. I will eat donuts on every show if Duncan could sponsor us. Ab- yes. <laughs> anyway. Actually, I used to work at a radio you station don't in have Vermont. To twist my arm. I used to, <laughs> I used to work at a radio station in Vermont. Fucker who ran it. But anyway. Um, and the on-air talent in the morning used to get the sales guy to bring in donuts by saying, wouldn't a dozen donuts taste great right about now? And the sales guy would bring him a bunch of donuts. Oh, it was fucking fantastic. Amazing. Even though we got along like oil and water and it was, <laughs> all right, whatever. It was a bad, it was a bad radio experience. But anyway, I had okay. coffee. Mm-hmm. And I'm going through my day, but it's actually one o'clock in the morning. Now, anybody that owns small dogs or small animals knows that eventually your, your animal may or may not, if you allow them, to sleep with you. Allow them onto the bed. Well, mm-hmm. contorting myself to fit a, a senior dog like like B 
and and a a rather vim and vigor filled 10 year old chewy i have to contort myself in such a way that i i really can't sleep and i was like why the fuck can i get to sleep you know i finally move them over i get into a good sleeping position but i still can't sleep mm-hmm. and so i get i get my smartphone and we were having this whole conversation about smartphones before and I look and I'm like, no, I don't want anything on Netflix. No, I don't want anything on this. So I go to the apps that I don't usually use. Mm-hmm. And I went to Paramount Plus. Oh, yeah. I haven't gone in that one in a while. You should. Because oh. Madonna's Madam X is Ooh. fucking amazing. And I... and. And it was weird because how I found it was I was listening for different audio description. And for and I've mentioned audio description before. Mm-hmm. And it's for the blind or low vision to be able to hear what's going on in between the dialogue. So you don't need to see it. It is described to you. And I thought, okay, well, who did the audio description for Madam X? This, this would be interesting. A concert film. It, that film blew me the fuck away. Really? I and I and I remember when the concert came to Philly, how there was all this backlash against it because Madonna was always like two hours late for the show. The show was scheduled to start at eight. It wouldn't start till 10 or 1030. You had to relinquish your phones when you went in, you know, and it was a small venue. So like a thousand seats or two thousand seats max, you know, it was. But after watching it, I get why she confiscated your phone. It says at the beginning of the of the program, she says, thank you. I'm sorry if it inconvenienced you to give up your phone, but I want you in the moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that to me was a perfect explanation. Yeah, totally. This movie is a performance art piece based on a 2019 studio album by Madonna. Mm. And and so it's her 14th studio album and it was released in June of 2019 and it was influenced by her life in Lisbon, Portugal after she relocated there. Oh. So it is filled with world music types as well as reworkings of of only like 5 of her songs. If you go to this show expecting to hear like um holiday and shit like that you're not gonna get it are you hearing stuff off of that new out al- that 2019 yes. album then yes okay. you are yes. so it's just that one album but it is a performance piece oh, but i'm just making sure that yes i got it my yes so it is the just, stage okay. version of that album okay cool okay and visually it is stunning the dancing is amazing and listening to it with the audio description actually enhanced it for me. Really? Yeah. Oh. Because there are a few dances that are described as the words are popping on the screen, and it just worked somehow. I was cool. mesmerized. I started this fucker at 1 in the morning, and I didn't go to bed until 3.15 because I was that into the movie. Nice. Now, this movie will not be for everybody. Because oh. one, Madonna has has become a little Madonna in her yeah. in her older yeah. age, 
And I don't and I don't disrespect age at all. Fuck, I'm 50 and fat, so I I really don't care. But really, yeah. But just you know, the things that she says and some of the things that she does can seem a little off kilter, but this show is amazing. Mm-hmm. My only issue with it, my only issue is that the beautiful issues that she brings up in the show and they are amazing uh, about uh, women and power and unfairness about race in the world and so forth the people who will watch this are the choir to which she is preaching yeah yeah and so i connected with it on so many levels musically message wise artistically and i am an avant-garde kind of guy i love avant-garde dance i have i love avant-garde art i don't think anybody in middle america unless they unless they are really in tune to that artistic side is going to dig on this but if or you they do have someone in their life who is artistic maybe yeah that yeah introduces them to it but it doesn't guarantee they're going to get it yeah but i i swear to god i connected with this and in that i reconnected with madonna uh cool okay it is a show to get paramount plus 4 is it only for people who've paid for it? Because I know they have a free level, right? I believe it is, or is on only peacock? the. Wait, no, that's, that's peacock. peacock. That's Peacock. That's Peacock. Sorry. Okay, so you have to pay for Paramount Plus. You have to pay for Paramount I am, Plus, and I should be watching things since I'm friggin' paying for it. Yes, and 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 but <laughs> admittedly, and we had that chart a while ago mm-hmm. that listed out all the streaming services and how many people actually subscribe to them and all that. Nobody touches Netflix, but you know, way down the list is Paramount Plus. Way yeah. to go, Paramount Plus. All right. This was a coup. So we are both saying get the plus thing, whichever it is, for that specific show because it's that good. Yeah. Get Apple TV Plus for Invasion. Get Paramount Plus for Madam X because yeah. they are that good. And I'll tell right. you, and I'll tell you what. I'll listen you what. to the music. And it I'll tell you what, if yeah. if <laughs> if you the music is incredible. Now she is, okay. she's got a lot of vocoder at, uh, with her voice helping out. <laughs> oh, like her voice okay. is kind of heavily synthesized in many points, mm, but it okay. works. Uh-huh. And I, I just loved it. So Madonna, if you are listening, <laughs> I'm loving this. You're a little bad shit, but, <laughs> but, but I'm, digging, perfect. <laughs> I'm digging the, I'm digging the stuff here. Nice. So anyway, that All is right. Madonna's mm-hmm. Madam X on paramount plus fabulous so my next thing is on netflix and it's a movie called night teeth you know i saw the previews for that and i'm like oh this is a perfect ramp up for halloween and then i never got to it and then i kind of fell off my radar how was that it was released on october 20th the day before my birthday and dwight picked this one and oh shit wait a minute when was your birthday? The 21st of October. Did I wish you a happy birthday? Yes, you did. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, I cough, as I cough myself into a karmic cough. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So and this is really, really a lot of fun. Uh, Dwight picked it. I was like, whatever. I'm not going to. Every time I saw it, I'm like, eh, this didn't look appeal to me. But it actually is a lot of fun. It's a vampire movie. Hence the name Night Teeth, duh. 
And it has Debbie Ryan, who was in that one. Hang on. I need to pull her up because I can never remember the name of it. Uh, ah, she was in the one Netflix series called Insatiable, which is friggin' hysterical. And she is that girl you love to hate in that one. Mm-hmm. It also has Megan Fox in it. And Megan Alfie Fox. Al- from Yeah, Megan Fox is in it. And Alfie Allen from Game of Thrones. He was Theon Greyjoy for those who don't know that. And then there's some other people whose names I don't recognize. But it's got it stars this guy, Benny. That's the character's name. He's a freelance chauffeur uh, driving around. He's filling in for his brother, Jay, who was hired by friends of these two girls, uh, Blair and Zoe. And that person who who hired, it's, he's driving those two girls around, Blair and Zoe. And he takes them to different nightclubs. And then he realizes his passengers are actually centuries old vampires, not these young 20-something you know, clubber girls, party girls. What? And he gets totally sucked into that life of the sucked vampire. into it. <laughs> See what I did there? He gets sucked into that life, and all the vampire fights and the the vampire hunters who are going after the vampires, and it's like this mobster thing. And he kind of starts to really like the one girl, and she's really liking him, and. They kidnap his abuelita and his brother. And oh my gosh, this is like, there's so much going on and it's so fun. Some of the battle scenes and the vampiriness and oof. That sounds cool. It was really a lot of fun. It was just a fun, I mean, it's not going to move your world. It's not going to like change your life. It's just a fun vampire movie that yes, had I discovered it before Halloween, it would be the great lead into all the Halloween stuff. You're right. But you're saying I can watch it now and still oh, be entertained. Oh, yeah, it's totally now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Perfect I mean, for the Thanksgiving movies, season. It is. Get the family together around the TV and enjoy yeah. Night Teeth. Yes, <laughs> your, your Hallmark holiday movie. Oh, and I've got a fucking bone to pick with you, Missy. I watched a piece of that Katie Sackoff piece of shit. Oh, my. I told you. I told you. it. It's not good. Oh my fucking god! I Hallmark. I didn't think I could I could eat the equivalent of something so sweet and saccharine and awful at the same time. That is all of those movies. All it of is, them. It is as if somebody took a block of cheese and poured sugar on it, and then and and, and then just swished it all up, poured it down my throat, and I threw it back up. My God, it's awful. It is. And she and she is just and she's smiling that smile of hers, which mm-hmm. is electric, by the way. Mm-hmm. But but she's like, I'm getting a paycheck. I'm getting a paycheck. And and my new husband is is getting his name out there. Yes. So Although I don't know that I'd want my name attached. No, you do. You do. Because if he gets hired for more Hallmark work. Oh fuck. That, yes, but I'm just like being known as the Hallmark movie guy. Hey. You know what? Ride that coat. Ride that coat as long as you can. Okay. Because if they're still powerful and and making all these movies and stuff, so much so that they actually have to start them before Halloween now, absolutely. But yeah, you could totally thinking, tell like, she you did. You might want to be a little more. Yeah, yeah. I, I just thought you might want to be a little more. Be able to to shift into the stream, you know, the more mainstream, 
and deeper kind of movie writing oh than my God. being you know narrowed in a Hallmark movie writer. Oh, I I I watched 20 minutes of this. That's way longer than I should have watched, but because it was Katie, I'm like I'm going to watch this to the end, but I am mocking the entire thing. I I watched 20 minutes cuz I cuz it was on yeah, and okay. I was like, "Ooh, okay, love sale is is what it's called or whatever." And I'm sorry, sale. Okay, Christmas and I'm sorry sale. I cut you off, but when you said That's something okay. about Chris or you know when we were talking about holidays, it just triggered that awful memory in my it's head. It's totally okay. Yeah, it's called a Christmas sale, and not like you're like for sale the Christmas sale to buy shit. It's the sale S A I L like on a boat. Oh my god, Christmas sale. And the scene where they're talking about how she had a crush on him. Oh, you oh. There, that's always in well, yes. Oh, and and they're on this boat, and they're putting this boat. I I couldn't. They're repairing even give a fuck. Dad's boat right. in, in honor of Mom because that's what you do. And yeah, we don't need to go on anymore about that horrible thing because we're talking about stuff that was good and stuff that we say you should be watching. And Night Teeth yes. on Netflix, awesome vampire movie, lots of fun. It is a fun vampire movie to watch. And what's your next one? Yes. So I want to end with the best of the three, which means I'm going to talk about something now that we both watched. Oh. And it is called Army of Thieves. Yes. And it just debuted on Netflix, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? Um, Something like that, yeah. Okay. And it is the prequel to the zombie film Army of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And this movie follows the safecracker character from Army of the Dead in his former boring life when he is recruited to be a safecracker for four very specific safes mm-hmm. that were constructed by an artist safe maker named Wagner. Mm-hmm. And it, they, have, they are in sequentially more difficult order to crack based on the number of tumblers and all this other sort of stuff. But this is a fun fucking heist movie, man. It was. It was fun. And it's got um, our girl from Game of Thrones in there. Uh, she was Khaleesi's main that's right yeah Mm -hmm. the beheaded yeah natalie emmanuel is her name yeah the beheaded chick wasn't she also in um uh the fast and furious movies also she was in one of those or a couple two of of those yeah 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 at least one that i've seen where it's like hey it's her and yeah i think she's been in three now but okay but i'll tell you what i to me you could have removed all the zombie shit oh yeah oh yeah and the way they the way they remind you in this movie that it is a prequel to Army of the Dead is that they show on television that there is a zombie apocalypse happening in America. Mm-hmm. And if you know Army of the Dead, what had happened was a government experiment uh, experiment went wrong, as it does, mm-hmm. and it completely infects the city of Las Vegas, which is which is all blocked off. But there is one safe in the bottom of a hotel casino in Vegas that they need to hire this specific safe cracker for. 
because he, as we find out in Army of Thieves, cracked the other three made by the same guy. But the one that's in Vegas is the master safe. Mm-hmm. It has trillions of combinations to it, and it is based on the great musical work by Wagner, which inc- which includes Ride of the Valkyries. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how good this movie made me feel it was fun (laughs) it was it was a lot of fun i was again dwight chose this one to watch and i was like oh yeah sure let's watch it i thought it was a sequel but then i realized it was the prequel but that didn't matter because it was still really good and i didn't need the zombies which is great you know yeah and and i didn't need that at all you know and i but I can see how they're keeping the franchise going because there's supposedly a sequel to Army of the Dead coming out. Mm. But I also want to go back and and remember what happened to his character. Yeah, I can't remember either. In Army of the Dead, his character's name is Dieter. But that may or may not be his actual name. And it's mm-hmm. just a fun romp. It's a little romantic. Of course, there's the, you know, the team angst when doing all of this. But it it weaves intricately music and the art of safe cracking. And it, it's just fun. So if you have Netflix and nothing to do for two hours, watch this. Oh, totally. Yeah. It, it's a totally fun movie that if I went to go see this in a movie theater, I'd be like, I'm so glad I paid for that. <laughs> I'm so glad I paid for that. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, really. Yeah. All right. So that's Army of Thieves. All right. All right. What else? You got? That, that was my number three. And if we're going to save your really good one for last, we'll hop into my Korean show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a series that I kept passing up on Netflix. I kept looking at it going, maybe later, maybe later. And then David sent us an article about it. Shout out to David. Shout out to David. And I saw, oh, it's got the guy from Squid Games in it. I will watch it. (laughs) It's called Chief of Staff. And it is, it's clearly it's a political drama, hence Chief of Staff. Mm -hmm. And our guy is a former police detective. And he gets the oomph after being a detective and all the shit going on in detective land that he needs to fix the injustices in Korea. So he leaves his police job and becomes, he works his way towards being up to become the chief of staff for a really ambitious, ruthless assemblyman who is part of the national assembly in Korea. And this guy, he, he, this guy is like fucking corrupt as hell. And Oh my God! There's it like this whole show is about how horrifically corrupt the National Assembly is. I don't know if that's true in in Korea, but every political drama, everybody's fucking corrupt. So you know, it's politics. I'm assuming everybody's corrupt everywhere anyway. And this guy, his goal, obviously not our not our Squid Guy do Squid Games dude, but the National Assemblyman. He is clearly aspiring to become the president of Korea. And, but at at the start, he wants to be like kind of Korea's speaker of the house Mm -hmm. type of position. And he gets it through all these corrupt means. 
and I got dirt on this guy and you need to vote for me because I got dirt on you type of thing. And then he 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 decides he's going to become the minister of justice. I believe that's the actual title. So he, he's like going to be the attorney general in charge of all the courts and the prosecution and all that. And when he's in charge of that, that means he can decide what cases get investigated and go to trial. And he can railroad people into jail and bringing them down with all this fabricated shit because he's in charge of all that. The courts, the justice, or the judges, the, the prosecutors and all that. And our guy is secretly behind the scenes of that, that assemblyman trying to get this guy in a certain place so he can bring him down. He's collecting all the dirt on that guy so he can bring him and all of his cronies down. Yeah. And he's working with some other people who are openly trying to bring him down. And they, they start getting like differing methods. Like we need to do it by the book to bring him down. And he's like, Oh no, the ends justifies the means. And it doesn't really go so well for him in the beginning. And then there's two seasons of this series. And in each one, it like, it starts to get darker and darker. Like, dude, you're, you're, you went the wrong way. You really went the wrong way. Huh. <laughs> oh my God. What are you doing? So, but it's really, it's a fun show. If, if you're into that political intrigue and corruption and drama and that kind of thing, you totally should be checking this out. Chief and what's of it called? Staff. Chief of it's Staff. Chief of Staff. It's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, there's two seasons. There's murmurs of a third, but I don't know. I don't know. And the, each season has 10 episodes apiece. Cool. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. So and that's you all your... Young, yeah, you get the young new staff member who's learning the ropes and he's the one you kind of helping who's kind of helping you understand what's going on. You know, the usual stuff, but it's really good. And those are my four shows. Awesome. The last show that I want to talk about is also the most important. Mm, okay. It is called Dope Sick. Oh, yes. And and Dope Sick is on Hulu right now. Mm-hmm. And it is eight, it's going to be eight episodes. It was released on October the 13th. And if you are not watching this show, you need to be. It is it is a show based written by and it's created by Danny Strong. And when I say Danny God. Strong, I know who he is. You know who that is. If you have watched Buffy the fucking Vampire Slayer, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know who Danny Strong is. He was one of the kids in, what was it, the last season of the show or the next to last season of the show? he's been in every single season. Has he? He was was a side character in every single season. And one of them, he's the one who he made some kind of wish or talked to some sort of demon to make everybody forget who the hero of the world was and he like became the hero and they changed the opening credits just for that episode. And I'm Which trying to remember cool. the name of it. I think it was oh, Superstar. Although fuck you, Joss Whedon, just saying that, just saying that out loud. But anyway, without delving too much into Buffy, 
this guy has gone on to write amazing work and has won Emmys and and been nominated for a whole bunch of shit. Well, he created Dope Sick. And it's based on a nonfiction book called Dope Sick, Dealers, Doctors, and the Drug Company that Addicted America by Beth Macy. It is about the drug OxyContin. And it stars Michael Keaton, Peter Peter Sarsgaard, Will Poulter, Caitlin Deaver, and Rosario Dawson. This show is so fucking powerful that and and I and I and I mean this as a pun but I don't mean this with any kind of levity it is addictive mm. because it details how the Sackler family those fuckhead douchebags created and marketed oxycontin as a pain medication without or should I say with an FDA label that said less than 1% of people get addicted to it, but it's an opioid. And you find out through the course of the show how they manipulated data, how they manipulated doctors, their sales staff, everybody into selling this drug to people as a non-addictive opioid to deal with pain. And you follow several characters some of which, some of who get addicted to OxyContin, and some of them who are vehemently going after these people because they realize that they are creating not just uh, an opioid epidemic, but people are dying, crime is rising, and it is, it is a national emergency, all built upon the fact that Richard Sackler, the who became president of Purdue Pharma was only after money and how many people lose their lives every year to opioids and, and Oxycontin specifically. I can't tell you how powerful and amazing this show is. And I am going to go on record right now and say that Michael Keaton Rosario Dawson and Caitlin Dever or Deaver are going to get nominated for Emmys for this. Mm. Mm. It is powerfully acted, beautifully shot. The only thing, though, is that it goes in between the 90s and uh, 2005 to show a timeline of how things happen. They follow characters and so forth and so on. Michael Keaton is a doctor who begins prescribing OxyContin to his patients. Mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson is is a member of uh, the agency and the government going after them. And Peter Uh Sarsgaard works for uh, the attorney general's office. Uh And I'm not going to spoil anything what happens to different characters and all that because you you must watch this show. It is it is a show that is important. It helps you understand the opioid crisis. It helps you get pissed off at big pharma because of money and greed and just the non-caring side of things and how addictive it is. There's even a shot where they show you the level of pills that they have. There is a 10 milligram 
a 20 milligram, and then they introduce a 40 milligram. And the thing is, they marketed upping the dosage or what they called personalizing the dosage. (laughs) And they said that there was something called breakthrough pain. So that when you're taking medication, if you're still feeling pain, oh, that's breakthrough pain. So you need a higher dosage. So they created an 80 milligram tablet. Oh, Jesus Christ. But then they began developing a 160. Of course they did. And they had to make it oblong. And it's described because all of the numbers of 160 wouldn't fit on a small tablet. Oh, my God. When it shows you how people go from taking it just orally to crushing it up and snorting it and then liquefying it to inject it like heroin, it, it is devastating. This show is, is fucking amazing, and I hope it wins everything that it deserves to win at Emmy time. Cool. And if anybody knows anybody who is experiencing a drug problem, please get them help. Mm-hmm. That's why I wanted to end the show, or at least my part of this, with that. Please get them help. Things are addictive, and it is incredibly hard to get off of stuff like that. But yeah, watch this show, and, and it will help you understand maybe them and and help you help them get on the way to recovery. So it's it's amazing. It's fucking awesome. And we are six episodes in. We have two episodes left to go. All right. Yeah. Nice. Cool. Okay. Oh, All right. <laughs> I felt so heavy there for just a second. Yeah, kind of heavy, man. What do we do now? Oh. Well, I'm sorry. Well, what we do now is news. All right. News. News. <laughs> Shout out to David again. What's up, David? Hey, David. So David has been in sending us a whole bunch of stuff about Marvel's new Eternals movie. Uh, and, yes. and when he started sending this, the Rotten Tomatoes score was like 67, and then it dipped into the 50s. Today, it 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 is a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Wow. And the it's Hollywood Reporter, down, down, down. 35 minutes ago, as we we're recording this, we're recording this on the Saturday that Eternals is opened. And... According to a report from The Hollywood Reporter, box office, Eternal struggles to Marvel audiences. Oh. oh. This is their dud. Oh. So everybody was one, was wondering, like, all right, should we, re- should we release Shang-Chi on Disney Plus? And then they yes. said, no, fuck it. We're going to. Well, yes, obviously. <laughs> no, they but, should, like, yes. Day and, but like day and date where you could buy it. In uh, home and, gotcha. And all that. This is the one where they should have done that. Yeah, they probably should have. And if you and if you follow the if you follow the movie world at all, here's a hint. You ready for this hint? You know this. I know this. If a movie, if they know that a movie is going to fail or disappoint somehow, you are going to see a shitload of front-loaded promotion for this movie. They are going to truck out the stars. They are going to get this movie as much press as possible. They have been. I have been seeing shit from all over the world, all the premieres for Eternals. They have these little blips on all the ABC channels about Eternals. You know, all the stars and snippets like Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie and the other dudes and, and all that. 
to front load this weekend's box office because it is going to sink like a stone after this weekend. Mm. Do you think it would have done better if it didn't have those big names like Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie? By far, yes. Now, that's not to say... That they're bad actors, just like if it was had lesser known people, maybe it wouldn't have gotten, I don't know, maybe I think so. I think so. I mean, what I was saying earlier, where I don't know any of these people, but it's a great show because I'm in it. Well, then it's not to say that Robert Downey Jr. back in 2008 wasn't still Robert Downey Jr. Yes, exactly. But now, because of Iron Man and the and the Marvel Universe, he's now Robert fucking Downey Jr. Yes. Same thing with with Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans mm-hmm. and all that other sort of stuff. But back yeah, but when then, those came out, yeah, I didn't know who they were. They were just and, the Chris's. Which Chris is this? I don't know. Right. And if you watch Parks and Recreation, you can watch the episodes where Chris Pratt went off to go film Guardians of the Galaxy because mm-hmm. on the episode where he comes back on the show, he's all buff and thin. And whereas <laughs> yeah. on the show, yeah. he was kind of bulky and they play it off like, yeah, I just started eating better or whatever. And, and <laughs> which is bullshit. Cause he had to go but work out awesome. and go get abs to play yeah, Peter yeah. Quill. <laughs> but it helps because when you get to Salma Hayek's level and you get to Angelina Jolie's level and all that, like, all right, that's a little gimmicky. Right? But in but in the end, in the absolute end, it has to come down to script and story and yeah. what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. And we know, as all of these Marvel movies are, they're all essential to get you another piece to the puzzle that will be the next movie and the overall theme and all that. So that is why I will go and see it. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go to the theater and see it. You're not going to wait to see Maybe. It. I, I don't know. I, I'm torn. You know, do I want to pay money for this? If it's this much of a piece of shit? No, no. You know, and I, but that's a very good point. You, you made me think about that. You know, why, why don't I wait three months, have it appear on Disney plus I mean, are they going to throw anything between now and then? No. That if you don't have, if you haven't seen Eternals first, you're going to be all out of order and out of whack. No, because I think the next thing that pops is on Disney Plus and it's the Hawkeye show. Well, then there you go. Wait three months. Don't waste your money right now. And this is why I contend, even though I think David disagrees with me a little bit, Mm -hmm. why they pushed everything back six months. They change their release dates for other things. Oh. And I think it is to get the stink of this one out of people's heads. I, I That's plausible. <laughs> that yep. is completely plausible. Yeah. And it sucks because I love these movies. Ever since they branded them, excuse me, <laughs> <clears throat> ever since... You know, the first Iron Man, you knew what you were going to get. You're going to get a good level of of entertainment. They fit into an overarching story. I was even thinking about Endgame the other day and how it perfectly wrapped up that entire series of phases for Marvel. Yeah. You know, and of course, when they're starting a new phase and a new story and a new big bad and all this other sort of stuff, you're like, oh, all right. 
let's see where this goes. And then he had an awesome opening with Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. And now when it's does like, that hit the Apple TV Plus? <clears throat> you mean Disney you know? Plus? Uh, uh, oh, my God. When does that hit Disney Plus? I don't know, but it's okay. got to be soon. That's what I'm thinking. And I that I was waiting because I'm still not prepared for the theater. I, I think, you know, it'll be one of those pushes for the holiday season. Hey, get your mm, Disney Plus okay. bundle and see big action pictures like Shang-Chi. Yes, yes. All right. True. So anyway, and then another movie, thanks to David mm-hmm. letting us know, Red Notice, the Rock and Ryan Reynolds movie, has oh. a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, oh, no. Oh, that hurts my heart. Yeah. Because I like both of those guys, but oh, that's crushing. Yeah, but I'll see it anyway because. Has it released? No, it is not. Okay. Uh, I believe that it releases November 17th. Okay. Somewhere around there. You can check me on that. But it releases this month. Red Notice. And it also has Gal Gadot in it. Oh. Yeah, I remember when they were talking about that being filmed and stuff. It'll open in select theaters on Friday, November 5th. Ah, It'll be available to stream on Netflix starting November 12th. That's what I'm going for. So it's in theaters now. It'll hit Netflix on the 12th, which is what, next week? Yeah. Okay. And speaking of Gal Gadot... Apparently, she's nearing a deal to play the evil queen in Disney's live-action Snow White. Because we need live-action cartoons. I'm so over these. Well, they started with Jungle Book. Remember I know, that way I, back that, when? I'm, I was over it back then. Oh, yeah. Next, we're going to have a live-action Finding Nemo, for fuck's sake. How can you? Okay. Because they're going to figure out a way. You know they're going <laughs> to figure out a way. It'll be like the movie Cats, but underwater with fish. Oh um, my god! It'll be yeah, cats and the ugly ass green cat suits that are computer animated to be fish scales. Oh god, that's that's a nightmare waiting to happen, isn't it? Isn't it? Oh my and god! And I have given them the idea now. All right. Not that they didn't already have it, and they've been working on it. I mean, you know they are. So. Here's the last thing and and what David tweeted. Again, shout out to David. And remember to listen to his brand new podcast. Yes. uh, Deep Dive. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you can listen to that and and connect with that on Spotify. It's awesome. It is. It's darn good. And his first episode was only like 12 or 15 minutes or something like that. And the second Mm -hmm. one is only half an hour. But he really does do a very insightful deep dive into the the stuff that he watches. So much shout out and much love to David. He sent this thing about AMC announces an expansion going into the multi-billion dollar popcorn industry next year in 2022. Freshly popped at malls, home delivery slash to go from theaters and microwavable sold at supermarkets. AMC is going to sell movie popcorn. My issue with this isn't the home thing where you pop it in like an Orville Redenbacher or something like that. That that's okay as long as that's it tastes good. pretty the same. Yeah. But how warm is it going to be if you have it delivered? 
Yeah, yeah, there's there's that. Or if you take it home with you, how warm is it? Or if you go to the mall and get some to bring home with you. So you worked in a movie theater. And how is it popped in the mall that that's just it's just a popcorn shop. Like all the other yeah. chain popcorn stores across like the Garrett country popcorn, and around right. the world. There are so many of them. So it's movie theater. So it's got the chemicals that they pour into it at the theater. Which has and, been seasoned over decades of popping popcorn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For as often as they remember to clean that shit. I, I worked there. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and so did I. <laughs> but here's my thing. Do you remember? And I don't know what you used to do. But in the theaters where I worked, we used to take all the stuff that we didn't sell at the end of the night, bag it up, and leave it behind the counter so that when we opened the very next day, we poured the popcorn back into the thing so that it would warm up. No, no, we did not do that. No? Wow. No, they put it in the garbage bags and we threw it out. Or somebody could take the bag home if they really wanted to. I did it once and my dad was thrilled because he got popcorn. He was thrilled about this movie theater popcorn. But that's what we used to do to kind of cheat until we could make more. Oh, we never we never did that because you'd start popping it just before they open the doors. Yeah, well. So So you got that fresh smell oh, and it, yeah. it's still fresh popcorn. We never poured it back in. But I was telling Laura this. I said, look, if you ever get a taste for movie theater popcorn, I'll hop in the car, drive 15 minutes. And talk to the young squishy behind the counter and just say, look, man, I just want to go and buy a couple of bags of popcorn. I'll be out of here. You can keep your eye on me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Go in, buy a couple of bags of popcorn and leave. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I can if you're close enough to a movie theater. Now, if you're somebody like your sister, Sam, shout out to yeah, Sam, who lives boofoo away from anything that ain't going to yeah. work. Although delivery yeah. wouldn't work there either. So that's where the home market would come in with the yeah. buying it in Which, the store. Because they don't already have movie theater popcorn, microwavable popcorn. I don't know. Pop Secret tastes damn good. Pop Secret is actually pretty good. Yeah. And their movie theater and the ones that come in a bucket already. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I feel like AMC's jumping into a market that has no opening for them other than they've branded it amc to make it more authentic in air quotes and it is a move of desperation oh fuck yeah because this year rattled everybody's worlds in the movie theater market so how Mm -hmm. can they stay relevant and get the amc brand out there with popcorn yeah so again people Watching these signs on the board, the paradigm has shifted. They're lucky they got a piece of it back with these new negotiated windows of, you know, moving into 2022 day and date. Right. Because right now, Tom Hanks just released a new movie on Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon, three more major movies are going to come out on, on um, HBO Max. You have the Will Smith movie about him being the father of Serena and Venus Williams. Oh, you have the, yeah. You have the new Matrix movie. And mm-hmm. I think there's one more, too. And Dune just released. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Dune just came out, too. Yeah. So all of this has shifted the paradigm of movies. I think it's a, a desperation move to sell popcorn because who gives a fuck? You can buy popcorn. Yeah. Popcorn's not hard to get. 
No, it's not. All right. So everybody, do me a favor. Log on to thewatchlistpod.com. Click on that contact us button or engage us on your social media. Add symbol Pirate Alice. Add symbol the watchlist pod. Add symbol Bill Ivory Larson. Are you first of all, first question. If you are a Marvel fan, are you going to see Eternals on the big screen or are you going to wait because of its shitty reviews? Question number 2. Are you going to go to a store to buy specific AMC popcorn? Or is Pop Secret good enough for you? How do you get your movie popcorn? Or do you only buy it when you go to the movie theater because it's made with crack and when you walk into the door, you're <laughs> inhaling crack? Which I really shouldn't say on a show that I've actually reviewed yeah, a show no. called Dope Sick. But anyway, um, so do, me, do us a favor, log on, let us know what you think about that. And there you go. That's what I got this week. Again, dope sick people. Watch it. It, It's amazing. Army of Thieves. Incredible entertainment. And uh, what was the the other thing? Madam X. Madam X. If you are into music and Madonna and you want something artistic, certainly fits the bill. I love watching. Invasion on Apple TV Plus and Night Night Teeth on Netflix. And yeah, you really need to watch some of my Korean dramas because they're really fucking awesome. And Chief of Staff would be a good one if you've only seen Squid Games because it's the same guy. And 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 that's actually a very good point to leave on. If you've watched Squid Game and you've watched movies like Train to Busan, you have watched Korean cinema. Mm-hmm. So if you dig that, imagine other shit. And, pa- and Parasite. Thing. And par- your, yes, best picture of last year. Fucking Parasite. If you've watched these, you've watched Korean drama. You have watched Korean shows and international shows and all that. Engage, and you know how good they are. Yeah. Engage with them. Indulge, you know, indulge yourself with those, and it'll blow your mind open with what you watch. Yeah, it's people you've never seen before, so you can really get into the story. And these are... Brand new stories that you that are not rehashed Hollywood shit. And stay the fuck away from the Hallmark Channel. Oh my, my God. God, please. Oh my God. Unless that's your that's your jam, and I right. love you for that being your jam. Right. But wow, wow. <laughs> just fucking wow. Wow. But and you're right. If you have it on as background, like some people have a fireplace on their TV during the holiday season. And you want to throw on a Hallmark movie as kind of like extra Christmas decoration? Groovy. More power to you. If you love them, more power to you. Yeah. Awesome. As long as it entertains you, go for it. But my God. But it is not my thing. Yeah. All right. Well, everybody, please stay safe. Be well. And we'll catch you next time with hopefully more good stuff because this week rocked my world. Yeah. This week was fabulous for me. All right, everybody. All right. You take care. We will talk to you soon. Okay. Goodbye, bye. bye.